We are presented here today with Hawks Talk. Streaming live from Hawks Talks. Streaming live from Hawks Talks, Johnson AFC. Hawks Talks. Are you tuned in to Hawks Talk today? Um, hello today, my name is Braxton, and I'm here with Hot Talks Learning at Johnson Learning Center. I have my friend with me. Agathon. And we have a special guest with us. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Tim Lovejoy. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana Compass Education Center. Uh, we have a couple questions for you today. Our first question. Um, do you think an effective leader must be audacious? Uh, meaning someone showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks. If so, what ways have you demonstrated audaciousness in your leadership? So that's a big word. That's a big word. Um, I don't know how to answer that one because where, where we come from in our school, I take the leadership role very pretty important to me, you know, and then that building that relationship with the kids and understanding how they ended up in our program and what they need to know and how they need to be successful here. So to say, yeah, I can be audacious. Okay, uh, another question. Can you describe the student body and school culture? You could share, explain of how new students might experience uh, sitting at your school. The school culture for us is different. You know, when I talk to your principal, Mr. Franklin, it's the, the words that people always think of is alternative school or are those kids, and you're in the school with those kids. So... Changing the culture of our building and the, the thoughts that people have when they say they're going to that school, um, we try to make our building the most caring um, in the district. Our district has about 16,000 students, but our school, we get, um, we serve students from both the high schools, Southport and Perry. Our uh, cornerstones are caring, compassion, conviction, and courage. So we want our kids to understand that we care about them. They have to be convicted to be there, um, not convicted of, from the courts, but convicted to have that personality to, to fight through why they're in the alternative school, why they're behind in their credits. Um, if they don't have the courage to change their behaviors of taking education a little bit more serious, we have to work on that. And then that compassion we have to have for them to understand their life and where they're coming from. So. Um, our culture is a little bit different like that. Um, in your opinion, what do you like most about your school and staff? So the, the premises of our school, what I like is that we can be ourselves there. As the leader, I get to be me all day. You know, I'm a, I'm a hands-on principal, and I tell the kids that when they get there. I'm going to be involved in your life, and you're, once you're in my building, you, know, I become, you become in my life and I'm putting my hands in your pockets. I want them kids to know that when I, when they're in our program, I'm going to be instrumental in their lives. I can't protect them outside, but I can protect them in the building. So when our kids know that something's going wrong, they're calling me and they're asking me to come get them when they miss the bus or they're asking me to take them home when they can't get home. But our teachers have to be invested in our kids' lives, too. It's important for the educators to be part of these kids' lives all the time. So that's, that's one of the best parts about us is we're involved in our kids' lives daily. What we have for you is what academic, academic and social programs are available at your school and which ones do you think are beneficial for students? Academic-wise, our kids 
can, our kids that come to us are credit deficient. Um, that means they're behind. I have seniors that, that will come into us. For example, after Christmas this year, they're coming in and they may have only 25 credits and they need 40 to graduate. Well, we can get them 12 more. We can get them closer. We help. So our academics parts, or we have the math, English, science, social studies like you folks have here at the Johnson Learning Center. In our school, we have those. Our social programs, um, we don't have a lot of social classes like this. We don't have that luxury like you folks do. Ours are more that credit recovery. Um, so I really like the fact that we can help our kids gain their credits and get ready to graduate, though. Um, okay, and what advice would you give for students here at Johnson Learning Center? You have to learn to take advantage of the things that people are giving you. There's things that we get in our life every day. We get choices. We don't choose our parents. We don't choose our siblings. We don't choose our our skin color. We don't choose our mental capacity, and we don't choose not to die. Everything else we do is choices. So when I talk to kids, even kids here, you have choices. You know, in talking with one of the young folks that are helping me understand things, they make choices to get involved in things that they don't think about the consequences. And everything that we do is a consequence, has a, has a consequence, whether it's good or bad. So my advice is take advantage of the opportunities that Johnson Learning Center has given you. Understand why you're here and improve on it every day. Don't just look at it as I'm here and not because I made a mistake and I'm bad. It's not that you're mad. You just made a choice that didn't go well with what you decided you wanted to do. Now it's going to figure it out how to get back where you need to be. Um, my fifth question is how do you nurture hope in your students? When we're nurturing the hope in our students, we talk to them about the possibilities of things that they can do better. Our kids don't have to repeat their cycle of their family. And I, tell every, and I tell the parents that when they come in, you don't have to be like your mom and dad. You don't have to do those things. You have to understand you can be better. And it's not a disrespectful thing. It's just that as a parent, I have three children, my wife and I, and we have five grandbabies. But when we talk about, when I talk to my kids, I talk to them about the way I was raised, and I talk to them about the way they're raised, and that those things don't have to be the same. They don't have to repeat. I don't repeat what my family did, and hopefully you don't repeat what your family's doing. You get better. As a parent, we want our kids to be better. So when I start talking, that's how I nurture my students, is giving them hope to fight for things better than what they have. It doesn't have to be that way right now. It can be better in their future. Kinderness is about community and connection. In what ways have you cultivated a community among both your staff and students? How does that look? We do a lot of things um, to encourage our students. We have student of the month. We have a staff member of the month. In our school, um, and when I was talking to Mr. Franklin, our school every Friday or Thursday, if you have all B's and above in our school, in all six classes, you don't have to come to school on Friday. You get the opportunity, straighten up your face. It's okay, you can't have that here. <laughs> so our kids can get out earlier. So most of our kids don't understand what success is in academia. And so that kindness that we show them, and, and we get our kids involved in the community to find jobs. And so helping them get into the jobs makes it a lot better. 
giving them an avenue of freedom um, and rewards is what makes that a little bit better in our school. Yeah, it's interesting if you say that. Um, it would be nice to have something like that in our school. <laughs> yeah, um, moving on to the next question. As a leader, wisdom is paramount. As a daily function, how do you leverage your wisdom or the collective wisdom of your community to impact change in the lives of young people in your program? I'm 62 in this, April, this coming April. I've been through a lot. And most of our students, like you folks, have gone through a lot. You've seen a lot. You've, you've been around things that you don't need to be around. I've seen things as a young person, 11, 12, 13, and on, that an 11, 12, 13-year-old shouldn't have. We're getting ready to have Christmas. How many of us young folks, like y'all, still believe in Christmas, right, and believe in Santa Claus and believe in that part? And if you don't, when did that go away? When did you stop being a kid, right? Because you're making adult decisions all the time now. As a leader, that's the wisdom I try to give to our students is you don't have to be an adult. You're a young man. Your situation requires you to be an adult some days. But that's not the most important part of your life. You have to figure out what do you want? How am I going to get it? And is it going to benefit me in the long run? And seeing, and I've dealt with kids that have this kind of lives that, that I grew up with and trying to give them an understanding that they look at me and they think, oh, well, you look at you, you got a suit on, you're doing this, you're doing that. I go, if you've seen me at home, I wear this raggedy T-shirt, my sweatpants are holy, and I'm in my garage doing what I need to do to enjoy my life. You can have whatever you want you're 15, 16, 17 years old and you think that your life revolves around right now. It's what happens later on in your life that needs to take an effect. I'd like to respond to uh, what you said when, uh, as a kid, like when we realized like Christmas ain't the same, basically. Um, to that, I would like to say, uh, I found out like Christmas and everything wouldn't be the same because as we get older, you know, we don't get toys. We just like now, like you see, if you got toys as a kid, you'd be happy. But if you got like socks, clothes, you'd be like, you didn't want that. You didn't want that nowadays. So now it's like we get older. We want clothes, shoes, and that's about it. And some money or something. And uh, as we get older, our roles change in life. Like as we start getting jobs, as we start uh, trying to figure out what we want to do after high school or anything. And I realized the roles for me and where I came, I really act like a kid anymore. Uh, change when. Uh, I would like like basically say like, not too long ago, I lost my father, and like now I realize I ain't got that father figure in my life anymore. But uh, you know, I still remember the things he told me, things he said to me to keep me on track. I want to say I feel the type of way, but like you know, he probably wouldn't want me in here right now, or he would have told me like, why would you do it, and everything. But it's just something that happened, and I'm guessing, you know, he probably looking at me right now, like right now that. At least you're doing better, you know? Um, and that's what I would like to say about that. And um, our last question, question nine, is um, beginning a leader of youth and optimal goals is to prepare young people for success living beyond the classroom. What is one success story that your students make you seem most proud? I'm going to go back to your statement about Christmas, and then I'll come back to this question, okay? Understanding, I lost my dad, so in... 
2008, I lost my grandmother who raised us because my mom left us, used to leave us all the time. So in 08, I lose my grandmother. In nine, I lose my father. And in 10, I lose my mother. The things growing up that you see as, and you're, and you're so right on the Christmas thing, right? When we were younger, getting the toys and, and seeing Santa Claus and writing the letter, Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, all those things, those are great. As we get older, right? We, I didn't have my first job until I was 16, 17. So, and then, and then I got fired after two weeks. You guys have to work now because of the circumstances you're in and losing your father and helping out at home. I get those because that was me also, even though my father was home. You got to understand, when you start to grow, but the choices you're going to make, how are those choices impacting your life? Not today, but tomorrow and the next day. Those are the things that we want to start thinking about it isn't about Christmas. It's about celebrating that time of family. My dad's been gone for a long time, and I miss my father immensely, right? But the things he taught me make me a better man. My wife's father taught me a lot of things when I moved to Hawaii because I lived in Hawaii for 20 years. You come to Hawaii, I'll teach you some new things, and we go there. But back to your question, sorry. Uh, being a leader of the youth, it's my goal to help our students in my building be better in their lives. If I can give them that wisdom, if I can give them that opportunity, if I can show them a better path, a different road to be on, right? Then I've done my job. But I, it, my job doesn't end when you graduate. When my kids moved out of our house and started their own lives, I'm still a parent and they still have to rely on us. When you leave this school, you're going back to your home school, potentially, because you can't stay here. In our building, in our school, if you came into my school as a junior because of a fight, I would encourage you to stay and graduate. You wouldn't have to go back to your home school and, and be in that mix anymore. So as a leader of the young people, I want to keep them in, in my building to nurture them more, to give them that, that whatever they're missing. I always tell my students, I'm not your daddy, I ain't your uncle, I ain't any of those things. I'm your principal, but most of all, I'm going to be your friend, and we're going to talk about that. But sometimes friendship has a barrier, right? There's a boundary. Don't cross that line. You'll see in your principal the more you get to know him, and you'll see in a principal that really cares about the youth, how they're going to impact that youth's life. What are they going to give them that's going to help them be better later? The decisions you folks have made to bring you to Johnson Learning Center isn't a bad thing. It's just part of your life right now. How are you going to get better at that the next time, right? Okay, Mr. Joy, um, it was amazing discussion we had today. Um, just wanted uh, to know if you had anything else to ask us. Why do this? Why, why be here? You two, how did you get chosen to lead this? And what do I have to look forward to in trying to find something for, so I can have young people like y'all folks do something like this? Because this would be something great in my school. This would be an amazing thing. Um, well, we got bribed with a McDonald's meal, so <laughs> maybe you could start off with that. But, you know, we, this is, you know, we've been practicing for a while now for this. Um, it's just something fun we, we wanted to do, so we volunteered. 
um, I kind of brought it more to light when I got here, like, because when I heard they had a podcast room, um, it's always been a thought. I've always had a thought to do a podcast before, and I kind of more, like, brought it to light to do, and uh, I just wanted to, like, get to do something before I really leave, because at regular school, I don't have this, like, you know, uh, regular school is, like, I'd rather be here than be at regular school, um, but the only problem here is, like, uh, my phone is locked up and everything, and I got to wear school attire. I haven't worn that since I was a little kid, and it's just, like, it's cool, but sometimes it does weigh on you that you don't, like, really have the things that you walk with every day in school. Like, you can't boot gun and go in your pocket, pull out your phone, look at what's on Instagram, or if anybody tells you, you got to wait till about 2.30 to get out of here, wake up every day. I got to drive all the way down here. Outrageous. You drive to school, right? Mm-hmm. You ride city bus to school or folks? Um, uh, I drive the city bus. Okay. So you drive the bus? <laughs> bus? You go, boy. <laughs> so our students, good and bad, right? Choices. There's what you're talking about, the dress. I don't care what a lot of our students that come to our school don't come to school. That's why they're in my building. They're behind. I don't care what you wear to school. I tell the boys, pull your pants up. I don't need to see your underwear. I tell the girls to put their stuffs away because I don't need to see that. Even though the boys may want to look, we don't, we don't need to dress that way. Um, phones. Phones are always an issue. Phones create problems. I'm listening to Mr. Franklin and what your, one of your other ladies um, get, have a kid in school that's now want to fight over a phone, text messages and Instagram and Got you here, right? Reposting things. Um, social media is the downfall of our society right now. It's great. But this, what we're doing right now, having these conversations face-to-face, is the most important thing that you'll do because when you go get a job, you can't text message the boss saying, hey, boss, I need to go to the, to the, the bank real quick. I'll be back in five minutes. No, you have to walk up. And when we met in the hallway upstairs, what was the first thing we did? Shake hands, make eye contact. It's more important for us to have that interaction of eye contact, shake hands. That's how, you, that's how people, young men, uh, uh, greet each other and acknowledge each other. Kids... Even adults, don't get this twisted, because adults are just as bad. They, they stay on them phones. It's important that you have that social contact and be able to have that communication with someone. Because when you get a job, it's all about that communication. You know, when we have conflict, we want to fight instead of talk about and have that resolution, a.k.a. why I'm here, Right? understanding those kind of things and it comes with with age people think uh, because i'm older i know more things dude i still make the same mistakes you make i just make them in different ways so as you grow from your mistakes that's the thing that's going to help you to be mature and have that wisdom you asked me about you know understanding how to get better from those mistakes don't keep repeating them if you always do and i want you to think about this if you always do what you've always done You'll always get what you've always got, you know. If you keep putting your hand on that fire and it burns you the first time, why touch the fire again? It's going to burn you the second and the third. Change the results. Change the choices. Uh, You said something like, 
uh, the choices we make. Uh, I realized after I got in here that that fight was so pointless. I mean, but, like, at the end of the day, that is my friend. We grew up together. We know each other since kids. And before, we really, you know, had all the... Back in the day, we used to think, you know what I'm saying, the school attire, we had all the shoes, to be honest. But to be honest, we really didn't. We didn't have anything, to be honest. But now that we actually have, like, getting jobs, now we have money, now we can do... We have we make our own choices that I realize that we... um have to decide like where we want to go in life because after we turn 18 it's really no more um you know what I'm saying rent it's really no more rent free like and I just started paying bills I don't want to spend no money like I'm trying to save and get out of here when I'm 18 I'm trying to leave when I'm 18 I'm trying to get out the house when I'm 18 but now I got to pay bills now I'm technically one of the men of the house you know and uh, I got to take that responsibility up for everything so I can't really keep I'm getting too old to be getting in trouble. Getting too old to be getting in trouble. Getting way too old. Is there anything else uh, you wanna you wanna tell us? Wanna know? Wanna ask? To say thanks for this opportunity. Um, you young men did well. And again, yeah, I appreciate the time. It's a great visit for us to come from Indianapolis to learn more about this program and understand it. And I'm gonna take some of this stuff back home with me, and I'll start a new podcast. And maybe you come to Indy, you can be on my show. Um, I'm here to end it off. My name is Braxton. Agathon with the Hawks Talks. And I'm Lovejoy from Indianapolis. I would like to end it here with Hawks Talks. Thank you for tuning in and have a great day. At Johnson Alternative School, that is to be mindful, be inspired, and be better. That's what we want our kids to embrace each and every day.